Van Driel discusses two views of the role of Christ in Paul's narrative, the salvation historical and the apocalyptic. The salvation historical view, epitomized by N.T. Wright, argues that Paul regards Christ as part of a larger narrative of God's relationship with humanity, kicked off with the call of Abraham and the establishment of Israel, a story of salvation through the covenant. However, Israel failed in its role as God's agent of salvation, falling into disobedience. Consequently, as an alternative, the Messiah steps in to fulfill the task Israel was meant for, thereby starting a new creation. The problem with this reading is it depicts Christ as only a contingency, a plan B, to God's original plan A, of achieving salvation through Israel. On the other hand, the apocalyptic view sees Christ's coming as a divine invasion, starkly contrasting with God's earlier salvific presence within Israel. Van Driel critiques both views as Christologically deficient, as they fail to adequately grasp and articulate the essential nature of Christ in God's plan of ultimate redemption. As an alternative, Van Driel posits that Christ is indispensable to salvation, as stated in the New Testament. It is through Christ that we are justified, predestined to become mirrors of His image, and by which we become part of God's family. Van Driel insists that salvation isn't just about conforming to some abstract ideal, but specifically to the person of Christ. Therefore, any reading, apocalyptic or salvation historical, making Christ out to be simply a part of God's plan is flawed, because Christ is the core of God's saving action. Also, Van Driel analyzes J. Louis Martin's apocalyptic reading of Paul, contrasting it with N.T. Wright's time-centric interpretation. According to Martin, salvation is spatial, with the Incarnation seen as an invasion rather than a culmination of history. He suggests the world was twice invaded, first by sin, creating the present evil age, then by God through Christ, ending the world as we know it and establishing a new creation. Martin posits that the new creation arises not from Christ's resurrection, but from His crucifixion. Martin opposes the idea of linear progression to salvation, viewing the relationship of Abraham and Christ as sudden and point-to-point, -point, rather than chronologically connected. Van Driel critiques Martin's reading as Christologically deficient. Just as Wright makes Christ's coming a solution to Israel's failure, Martin views the Incarnation as a necessary response to the invasion of sin, in both cases making it a plan B. Moreover, Van Driel contends that Martin's account lacks the sense of a Christocentric eschatological future as the essential goal of creation. Instead, the new creation appears solely as a response to sin's invasion. Martin's apocalyptic vision thereby rehabilitates Christ from the savior of a specific plan to a general solution to a multifaceted problem. Despite their differences, Van Driel sees both Wright and Martin as being equally Christologically lacking. Both see Christ's coming as an adapted strategy, rather than the realization of a divine plan. Despite their contrasting methods, both fall short in making Christ's role central to their apocalyptic readings. 
Last but not least, Van Driel proposes an alternative understanding to Paul's teachings based on the letters to the Colossians and Ephesians. The alternative perspective is called Christologically supralapsarian, debating that Jesus Christ was not merely a response to human sins, but was motivated by factors going beyond the necessity to address the sin problem. Christ is seen as the source of the relationship between God and the world, and the origin and the goal of history itself. Furthermore, Van Driel emphasizes both letters accentuate the Incarnation as a revelation of a mystery hidden throughout the ages and generations. This mystery is the plan for all things in heaven and earth to converge in Christ, showing that a salvific history and God's apocalyptic revelation are tightly interwoven, challenging traditional opposition between the two. In addition, while all things are meant to be gathered into Christ, a specific pattern follows. Jesus brings about a new humanity, integrating those once considered outsiders into the covenant of Israel, creating a collective household of God. It effectively reframes the conception of contractual relations with God, suggesting that they weren't reactions to sin, but part of the original design of creation. Van Driel concludes that this new narrative is theologically superior to both the salvation historical and apocalyptic alternatives. Further, the perspective integrates the concepts of the apocalyptic nature of the revelation and the salvific nature of history, providing a new understanding of how we must do our own theological work inspired by this alternative model. If these letters are truly Paul's later writings, it would seem he too saw value in this alternative understanding. Whether he's the author or these are by Deutero Paul, the teaching's theological superiority remains intact. In conclusion, Van Driel discusses two interpretations of Christ's role in Paul's narrative. A salvation historical view, represented by N.T. Wright, which sees Christ as a contingency in God's plan once Israel fails their covenant, and an apocalyptic view, seeing Christ's coming as a divine invasion or intervention. Both views, according to Van Driel, are insufficient in their Christology, not portraying Christ as the core of God's plan for salvation. He then assesses J. Louis Martin's apocalyptic reading, which views salvation as spatial and the relationship between Abraham and Christ as abrupt, not linear. Martin believes a new creation arises from Christ's crucifixion, not resurrection. Van Driel finds this reading deficient too, seeing it and Wright's view as portraying Jesus as plan B in God's plan rather than the preconceived central aspect. To address these shortcomings, Van Driel proposes an alternative perspective called Christologically supralapsarian. This disputes that Christ was not simply a reaction to human sin, but carries a central role in forming the relationship between God and the world, and is the origin and goal of history itself. This viewpoint, based on the letters to the Colossians and Ephesians, intertwines salvation history and apocalyptic revelation. It asserts Jesus creates a new humanity, joining outsiders and Israel into a household of God. This perspective, seen as theologically superior to both the salvation historical and apocalyptic alternatives, reframes the traditional narrative depicting contractual relations with God as being part of his original design and not reactions to sin. It gives fresh insight into theological method from this approach, either if authored by Paul himself or Deutero Paul.